Welcome back, chicas. Chicas or chicos? Yeah. I, I, I mean, either or. I was trying to either think or. of like a... Yeah, I was trying to think of a good way to intro it, but I couldn't think of one, so I just thought I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this is going to be football, it's not... I mean, I don't want to play into a stereotype, but it's probably going to be very male-dominated, the audience. Sure. I mean, they are your words, not mine. Yeah, they, they are. I am open to anyone listening, listening to this. Uh, no, Men, no, I'm not saying that. Women, not, hang on, hang pedophiles. on. I didn't say that. Excuse me? Zero colours. What's up? Um... <laughs> When you kind of jump the gun with yeah, anyway. what this pod's about, but um, yeah, yeah so the past there. two have just been us just talking and rambling on, and yeah, we thought, yeah, and we thought maybe it's time to give a more niche, I don't know, structured, yeah, I mean, niche is definitely not the word for it, right, because <laughs> every man and his dog has a podcast about, mm, my favourite player was actually Michael Carrick, he was underrated in the 2010s, yeah. Stop yeah, listening I mean, to TalkSport and have a form your own opinion. The thing with like Michael Carrick is he's so underrated that he's become rated. Yeah, he's definitely one of those footballers that you kind of always saw him and yeah, you know, he's good. But he was never in the conversation of like a, your Skulls, your Lampards, your Gerrards. And then that, now, kind of like... you to say. <laughs> no, I, no, that's one of, one of those like opinions that... I can't. I don't understand why any fan, whether it be an Everton fan or like a United or a Chelsea fan, has. Yeah. Gerard. Gerard. Gerard was really good. Yeah, but they're all three different types of midfielders. That's the thing. You no, let's not compare. do one of those. I don't want to have compare, that. Kind of, no, I know, but that's such like a like a Sky Sports conversation. No, it's like, not. Who's better? They're usually talking about you know sexist shit, aren't they? Andy. Gray. No, but that's no, but it's such like a talk sport like yeah. thing to be like. Who's the best English midfielder? I'm like, no, I don't that's care. What I'm saying. You can't compare, and who cares? They're no, all great players. Yeah. Again, we're, we are like slowly veering into that kind of podcast where it's just us rumbling on. Yeah, <laughs> There's no kind of structure to it. Right. Yeah. Let's go back to so. Um, the first thing we wanted to talk about was the last seven days in, in the football world. What's been going on? Uh, What's been going on? Erling Haaland scores again. Hat trick last night, wasn't he? But for Norway, he's that kid yeah. is an absolute freak. Kids yeah, I know. on smoke. I just, he's fair, one of those. I saw him when Liverpool played RB Leipzig, uh, RB, Leipzig, RB Salzburg uh, the first time. Uh, and he, he, was in, he was ill, I think, a few days before the match. And he came on. And I was thinking, this fucking kid looks shit. What's all that about, <laughs> about him? He runs like a 2D, you know, 90s video game player. <laughs> but that's the weird thing though he's kind of in that Muller kind of style where you watch him and you go is he that good and then he'll bang in one top bins from like 30 yards and be like yeah fair but yeah, I think I think he was quite ill to be fair oh was he and he did fair. manage to score a tap in <laughs> those games in the Champions League it sounded like everybody didn't want to mention Haaland because they all thought that that was too obvious so all the hype was around Minamino and was like yeah Holland, Holland like bags all the goals, but it's really this kid Takumi who's going to be the next big thing, and then you signed him, and now look. Yeah, well, I mean, I just, he hasn't been given the opportunity yet. Well, he has, he has. I'm not going to deny that he has been given the <laughs> opportunity. I think you, you can't do much coming off the bench. Uh, yeah. Excuse, tell that to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, the man who made his living oh, yeah, by yeah. doing that. I get that. 
Um, he only ever comes on off the pitch when the game's done and dusted, and then was like, "Yeah, not yeah, arsed anymore." You yeah, go on, go yeah, on, Takumi. Yeah, have, have a bit of a have a bit of a run around. <laughs> yeah, I think we are doing that now with Josh King. Uh, he, mm. I think, the most minutes in a game he's come on at was like seventy-five or something. He's not come on yeah. earlier than that yet, and it's like, what can you really impact here? You've got fifteen minutes to get to the pace of the game. I and mean, even then, he get he gets brought on when we're two 0 down to Fulham, and it's like, <laughs> go and go and win us the game then, lad. It's like he's not yeah. going to do that. Um, but yeah, I think we've picked the worst week to talk about the last like seven days because nothing more fun this. to talk about than no, internationals. There was, there was. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of international football either. Uh, but the Portugal Serbia game, I don't know if you saw. Oh, that, that was a chef's kiss of a game. It was glorious, absolutely glorious. It's a goal. Oh, is it though? It was. How can you say? For, how, how how can you say for certain? You, you don't know. There's no way to know that kind of stuff. And again, that kind of thing, I'm fine with them not giving it because they're obviously not sure. So don't give it. Hmm. I don't. The, I don't disagree with that. But I think it's pretty. But it's, yeah, but it's also that... funny though. It's also really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because he had a massive tantrum and threw his arm oh, on yeah. the ground afterwards. He's like, yeah, he. This However, is it's just go on. The, no, I was, I was going to say this is kind of the other side to him that most people kind of take when he's banging in like fifty goals a season or whatever. They they take him mm. being this like arrogant kind of. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm, I'm just going to do whatever I want. People will like yeah. lord him for that and be like, oh, that's what makes him better. But that also comes with this negative side when things don't go his way. He thinks in a big puff about it, and it's like, yeah, mm. that probably was a goal. But I mean, what? It's their second game in qualifying. They're probably going to win their group anyway. I mean, mm. is it that big of a deal? But again, you kind of take that uh, with him. Um, that's probably. That, I mean, that is probably why he is so. Yeah, that's what. He yeah, has given himself to be the best. Well, the best. Portuguese player of all second time. best okay well yes second best yeah. I said Portuguese I mean in my opinion Messi is the best player of all time and Ronaldo but again second, yeah, second but best. it's opinions it's opinions it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. really matter just enjoy both of them because they've done but, things that you know oh, they I'll are, never but, be able to achieve <laughs> yeah this this is that thing though where in say 25 30 years time we'll be watching mm. like some new kids taking over from um, Haaland and Mbappe or whatever and then you'll be like yeah. yeah they were good but they were never Messi and Ronaldo good and I don't think we'll ever see that again and doesn't that make you just really sad that this is the peak of our footballing like spectacle now this is it oh, well, it's, not, it's, it's not even now it was five six years ago that was it and I doubt we're ever going to see like those heights ever again and it's kind of like well what's the point of even watching it now because we're never going to see anything better I don't think, I, yeah. what a weird observation <laughs> no more football cancel it no, there's no, no point just cancel it <laughs> because uh, there's no point I don't I don't know but you know do you think people sat there and said Pele this is the greatest player of all no, time yeah, we're going to see definitely. a player of the like again oh Maradona we're never going to see a no I know like I'm just again. saying it because it, but it's one of those things where I didn't even know what my point was then I was going to say I had no point um I don't even know what I was going to say. What, um, else but, has, what else has happened in the world of football? Well, in that game, though, actually, the Portugal... Who were they playing? Austria? Uh, Serbia. Oh, Serbia. The um, well, the goal that should have counted, the more impressive thing was after the guy cleared it off the line. 
Silver hit it, and the guy got back up and he saved it again. Mm. And no one really like no yeah. one really took it about it. That was really good. Um, it was, but again, there were some absolutely outstanding scorelines. I mean, the island looks a better game. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's embarrassing for, it, for Ireland. <laughs> There's. Haven't they not won a get an away game since like 2007, Luxembourg? Really? God. I think, fair, I think it's about then. Then I watched the uh, highlights, and it looked like Luxembourg were a tidy outfit. They were decent. So I mean, if they weren't called Luxembourg and they weren't what 400 and whatever ranking in like the FIFA rankings, you could argue that Luxembourg are a better team than Ireland. But it was just there was a picture after the game. And I don't know whether Ireland do it after every game, but they gave out like the FIA or the FIA man of the match, and, right. uh, and they gave it to Seamus Coleman, and the pictures of him yeah. holding there is so funny because <laughs> Seamus Coleman just it just does not want to be there at all, mm. and he's like, why am I getting a man of the match? He's got people like Luxembourg. What are we doing? Why is this yeah. even a thing? Um, yeah, that was just one of those like really funny football results that. Just always happens. Um, mm. um, to the Scotland goal by John McGinn. John McGinn. Oh, mate! <laughs> I haven't one of, actually seen it. Watch the goal. It's it's one of those goals where when it happens, you kind of don't know what to say because you because you just don't expect it. And it's so good. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, find it now. Put yeah, it on. I'm gonna, that's what I'm, I'm. That's what I'm actually doing. Yeah, it's the. Um, if you're watching the Sky Sports highlights of it, it, it's like in the last, what, 45 seconds or the last minute. Right. Um, but again, Scotland looked decent. They've got, well, not good talent, but, you know, like, um, considering that the bulk of their team play in the Premier League and the bulk of mm. the play, players that don't play for Celtic or Rangers, they're definitely one of the top 50 teams now in the world. Uh, but yeah, yeah, watch that goal now. I mean, Austria have got a pretty strong team now, haven't they? Have they? Of, well, I think they've got a better team than they've had, you know, previously. So I'm thinking like 2008 Euros. They've yeah, they didn't threaten at all, did they? I get yeah, but who have they got? Alaba. You got Sabitzer, Alaba, um, Lima from Leipzig as well. Okay, uh, H- I mean I'll take your word for it. Hinterregger. 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 That's his name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've got a fair decent few players. I'm not yeah. saying they're, you know, Belgium-esque in terms of their players. <laughs> the, um, I was watching the highlights of the Belgium-Czech Republic game, actually, and right. the way the commentator was kind of talking about this Czech team, he was kind of like, oh, this team could go really, really far. And I was like, I mean, they've got a couple of decent footballers in there, like Suchek and Sochek even, and like mm. um, Kufal. Tufal, I don't know how you say his name. Tufal, I think it is. Tufal. Um, but I was like, did you not see the 2014? That 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 was their best team. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, this is not a good Czech from, team. This from is... my memory, obviously, I think exactly. they did well in 1996 when they got sure. Paddy, this is a... Paddy Berger. Yeah. Oh, and they had um, Ar- Ka- Karol Karol Borsky, Borsky. Borsky. Yeah. and Nedved. I, and Ned, yeah. It was Nedved in the 2004 team as well? Yeah, so it was Paborski and Paddy Berger as well, but they were more towards the end were of they? their career. Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm sure Paddy Berger was. I, I mean, my memories of that team in 2004 was um, the the lethal, and I, and I say again, lethal combination of um, Boris 
and Giancola. Giancola. So it's 2004, I'd have been 10. That's probably the, the first tournament that I was really like, yeah, like, that I knew that it was coming up. And I knew that I was going to watch every game because I liked mm. football, not like the 2002 World Cup, where I, where I just watched the England games. The 2004 World Cup was where I had like the sticker album, and yeah. I and, and I looked at every single team, and I remember, like, I sorry, I've just seen the McGinn goal. That's pretty good. How insane is that? It's more because you don't see it coming. Mm. I think the ball just comes in and he hits it with his what left foot, and it goes yeah. in bottom corner. Oh, it's tasty. Very tasty. Um, Sorry. Anyway, but no, but uh, it was just um, yeah. I'd not really seen or heard much of Jan Collar, and he just had this like unique feel about him. Oh, he was, just, he, was, he was massive. He was yeah, like six foot seven, I think, wasn't he? <laughs> and he was like bald. Yeah. He looked terrifying. And I don't know how many goals he scored in that. I can't imagine it was that many because Thomas Rosicki was in the team. Yeah, they Got had a good. They had a good team. Um, was it Ujfalusi in there? Ujfalusi, yeah. See what I mean? It's a decent team. Mm. I mean, Rooney still, you know. Oh, he, he tore them apart. Ran, ran the show yeah, for you know. England, didn't he? Um, but again, another wild tangent in the 2004 <laughs> Euros. That's definitely a what we should do. Just maybe have a different versions of this where we look at all the northeast tournaments. I mean, it's got Euro 2004 does have one of my favourite games, and it was the Netherlands Czech Republic game. Oh, I seem to remember that being a really good game. But that's think, more because people talk about it now than I actually like. I remember it being good. The Dutch had gone two 0 up, and then the Czech Republic came back and won three two. Oh, wow! And I remember it was it was Vladimir Smic that scored the winner. Oh, Vladimir Smic! Yeah, God. Was it Smic? I don't know. Smic Um yeah. Oh wow! Okay, um, so yeah, the last thing I wanted to touch on was something that didn't happen in the last week, but I saw somebody put online that um, that ex Arsenal right back, left back, and ex Juve right back um, is it oh, Stefan, Stefan Lichsteiner? Lichsteiner, Lichsteiner is now yeah. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> that seems like one of those weird things where, as a kid. All he would do was spend time fixing watches or like making <laughs> things. And his dad was one of those like dads that always wanted to beat the footballer, but he never mm. quite made it. So he like forced it on his son. And then his son turned out to be half decent and had this really good career. And now that he's like made all his money and he's won everything, he's like, you know what, dad? Screw you. I'm going to get my real passion and start making some watches. Um, but that's really cool though, because like so many footballers, they either go into the punditry or the coaching route, mm. which yeah, makes sense because they have all this kind of inside knowledge and everything. And then some others kind of like fall out of love with the game, and they and they like um, I don't know, like spiral into these like dark circles and become really like disillusioned with everything. Um, mm. So it's nice turning a story where somebody has left the game and has done this like really cool, interesting thing. It sort of reminds me of uh, Alex Manninger. I don't know if you remember him when he played for Everton and then he uh, joined Liverpool for a season at the age of 39. Oh, and, uh, yeah. He retired and went and became a carpenter in Austria. See, again. And also, like, it's good that he's doing something that he's obviously passionate about, mm. but he knows that people now will pay more for his stuff. Because they can say this like cupboard was made by <laughs> excellent goalkeeper Alex Manninger. Yeah. 
there has to be somebody out there that only buys things made by footballers <laughs> or like or other business is, is owned by a footballer wasn't there that wimbledon keeper that like had his own tie company or something um neil sullivan it was I can't remember who it is. Again, it's probably a bit before our time, I think. But he had like a tie company, and he would just, and, he, and he would make ties for just um, for just everyday people to wear. And then he made I think the Wimbledon club tie as well. Um, right. So again, again, that's another um, idea for an episode where we we just talk about um, the best and the wildest stories of footballers once they've finished. But that was just something that I saw that. Just really, just really, it piqued my interest. Mm. So that was cool. Um, right, shall we get on to the main bulk, the main flesh of this episode? Yes. Um, let's do it. So, what are we doing this week, mate? I don't know. I can't remember, mate. Good. I mean, uh, <laughs> one day you are going to seamlessly become one of the best podcast hosts the game has ever seen. But it's all right. I'll take you through it. It's and fine. On that day, I'll hold your hand. <laughs> On that day, pigs will fly. I mean, let us hope not, because I can't imagine... Look, it would like flying pigs, bacon and sausages taste nicer. Would they be less tender to because... Catch. That, I mean, that is true, but then... Can ducks fly? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. going to... Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, are there any animals that we eat that can fly? What <laughs> chickens? <laughs> no, but they can't like properly fly, but can they? It's like a they can fly in the same way that I can like run a marathon. I can if I really put my like heart and soul into it, but I'm never gonna. I suppose. <laughs> um, pheasants. Good. I mean, and that is my anyway, anyway analogy for this week. So yeah, what we'll do in every kind of like football themed one. Um, it's kind of run through um, an interesting, like, starting 11 or a top 10 list or our best combined teams or uh, our best noughties teams or best team from a draft, say. Um, and then every week we'll try and do, do something different um, just so we can spark some good um, topics of conversation and then hopefully get you guys all involved and maybe just suggesting things that we can talk about Um I'd say for the draft stuff, when we're doing, like, the best Premier League team of all time, we probably need to get six or seven more people on here, which would involve us having six or, six or seven more friends. Um, mm. So I can't imagine those episodes going to be coming anytime soon. But Just go around with a massive net and capture Or Or what we could do is just... Sure. I mean, <laughs> if you see one of us out doing that, then you know that we are, we are hard up for content. We need to mm. film something ASAP. But I guess w- what we could do is just um, put some polls out online and give sure. and give people like four options, um, and then we pick from that. But for today's one, we'll be doing something that you've kind of already done them before, but I haven't, so it'll be uh, new to me. It'll be a one to eleven from the Premier League table teams who are in one to eleven right now. So essentially, we'll just, we'll just be picking one player from each team in the top 11 positions in the Premier League as of the 28th of March 2020. So they are, they are, I'll give a rundown. Sure. Man City. Okay. Man United. Mm -hmm. Leicester City. (sighs) Chelsea. West Ham. Can't believe that they're fifth still though. Anyway. Sorry, I know. know. Tottenham Hotspur. Mm -hmm. Liverpool. Mm -hmm. 
Everton, mm-hmm. Arsenal, Aston Villa, and Leeds United. Right. Um, in- so, this is going to be interesting, I think, because the way the way I would do it is I go which players are definite certain. Yes, I think team. yeah, that's definitely a thing. And then from that, you can kind of start just picking out other players from teams like you've. Okay. Um, did you want to make a note of both teams then, mate? Yeah, by all means. Sure. So, also, we are including injured players in this. Oh, okay. Well, we know who your Liverpool pick's going to be then. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, if, um, if your Liverpool pick isn't Virgil Bond. Joe Gomez. Then, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, so what we would normally do is prep this beforehand so that it, it'll, it'll be like a nice flow to it and we'll have mm. points about each of the players we're going to pick. You've already kind of done this before, so you, I guess, have a rough idea of where you're going to go with this. I haven't even thought about this at all. So mine is just going to be on the spot. Do we want to make it more interesting that we can't pick the same players? No. No. Okay. Because let's face it, that's <laughs> just impossible. No, I, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, it's not going to be easy, is it? Um, no, I think. no. Okay, let's not do that because there's only two of us, and whichever person goes yeah. first gets the best pick. So, again, yeah. if we had more friends and more people on this, we could definitely <laughs> do that because then we uh-huh. could we could do like a snake pattern where the first person gets the first pick and the last person gets two picks, and then it would like snake back and forth. Yeah, that way. But it, there's only two of us. Um, I mean, as it's your the suggestion. You can go first. So, from Aston Villa, I've gone for Emmy Martinez. Great shout. From Arsenal, <laughs> I've gone for Kieran No, well, no we're, no, we're going to do one at a time, right? Oh, right, okay. So, if I go one, then. We'll do what? On. Um, do you want to expand on why you've picked Emiliano oh, Martinez? He's just, he's just really impressed me this season. Yeah, and it, the other two keepers, I feel there's players in the team. There's, a, well, the two play two keepers, I'd say, in that. 11, who I think are better. Sure. However, I feel there are other te- players in those teams that I think deserve that I'd pick sure. um, over them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is he in the conversation for, well, A, the best signing of the season and B, the best goalkeeper of the season? Mm, I think it's, yeah, he's a good signing. Mm, is, he, is he the best signing of the season now? I mean, in terms of goals conceded in the top 11 teams, only Man City and Chelsea have conceded less than Aston Villa. Mm. So, um, I think that's a strong first pick. I think that's a good first pick. So, yeah. are we going to go goalkeeper, then right back, then centre back, and then that way? I think so. Uh, I think that's. Yeah, I think yeah, that makes I agree. me. Okay, so for my goalkeeper, I'm going to pick. What's, I don't even know what his first name is. I don't even know his second name. I think he came into the league. I don't think many people knew who he was when he first came in. But whenever I've seen him, he's looked really good. I'm going to go with Ilan Meslier. Melier. Oh, yeah, for Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Again, he's a good keeper. And like you said, I think other teams have better players in other the positions. And off the top, top of my head, I can't think of anyone else from Leeds that I, that I really want. They, they do have some good talent. But I think I yeah. can have better players and better positions. That's where it becomes interesting because you've got to try and wedge in players from teams that... I know, this is the tricky part. Yeah. So I've, I've done my team completely. Oh, really? Okay, I haven't even looked at... Okay. So for right back, I've gone for James Justin. Good. He was playing, playing, he was playing quite well before he got injured yeah. with an ACL. 
Uh, I could have gone for Ricardo Pereira, but I feel James Justin's impressed me more this season. I think that's a great shout for right back. So that's Leicester off the list. Yeah, it is. When you when you when you come to the Everton player, I'm I'm a bit I'm sorry about this. I know who my Everton player is going to be. No, it's not because I. No, oh, this is so difficult. Um, this is where yeah, because in oh the Everton the players, ri- I was left I was left with this Everton. Well, I was left with this position. I picked him because I, he was the only position I had left. Okay, really for right back, I'm going to go with Reese James. I think. I think Reese James is a super, super footballer. I think he's a top talent. Um, um, I don't know. I, I, I think... He's never convinced... I oh. think he's got potential, but he's never just sort of convinced me. Yeah, I think... Uh, and now I'm thinking of all the Chelsea players that I could have picked. <laughs> um, but no, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with Reese James. I think, yeah. If um, there's an argument that he, that, he, that he could start for England in the summer, um, yeah, I I'll don't that. really care, but... Um, no, I don't care either. But yeah, I think he's been really good. Um, I think if England play a back five, then yeah, he, definitely he, he suits the system better. And I'd agree with that. It's one of those. I feel like that is definitely my catchphrase now. Just one of those things. Um, but my point. Copyright. Yeah. But my point was that I think Chelsea banked on him being really good when they sold mm. him Tariq Lamptey because yes. they had two really good young. Uh, talented right backs, um, attacking yeah. right backs, and they uh-huh. put all their eggs in his his basket and said, "Go on, take that right back spot." And he yeah. definitely has now. So yeah, I'm pretty confident. I picked picked this solid right back there. Like, right. I'll, I'll go I'll go with that. So that's for, so that's Leeds and Chelsea off the list there for me. So I've got rid of Aston Villa and Leicester. Sure. Now now we're coming to uh, centre back, and this is the one I've had to sort of pick because there's nowhere else. I oh, I could have been regular. Oh no, it doesn't matter. Okay, it's fine. Go on, carry on. Sorry. He's <laughs> a okay. He's a left back anyway. No, I know, but um, it's in, in terms of how it impacts my other team. Okay, go on, carry on. Right. So I've gone for Michael Keane. <sighs> excellent, excellent, excellent footballer. Um, I think because oh, he he's improved this season. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's massively like underrated. That word gets like bandied about being like underrated. Um, but he, I just think there aren't many games that he has a really bad game he's mm. a 7 8 out of 10 every single game um he's unbelievable in the air he's scored what five or six goals this year too which definitely helps mm. um and i think what people don't really don't really talk about is our center backs we have you could argue four established premier league center backs now and it seems that carlo always picks him jerry mina who do you Holgate and Ben Holgate, Godfrey. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and it has to be difficult when every game it's either Keen on Mina or Keen Holgate, Holgate Mina, Godfrey Holgate. Um, and it seems recently that Keen has kind of been the main guy that's there every single game. So it's so it'll be Keen and someone else, um, mm. which I think is really good for him. Um, so hopefully, yeah, this. Because I think up until this season, there was a lot of talk whether Michael Keane would ever be that kind of a consistent centre-back that we wanted. And yeah. I remember when we were going to sign Gabriel, who's at Arsenal now, um, yeah. there were talks that we were going to bring him in and then sell Keane. But mm. when the Gabriel deal didn't happen, 
I think Michael Keane really and um, really um, stepped up and he's been solid. Well, he was good for Burnley as well, wasn't he? he yeah, I mean, he's never been a bad centre-back. Hmm. I think it's just sometimes he, he gets caught out with the ball in behind. I remember a, a game hmm. at Burnley where I think it was Ashley Barnes just rolled him. And for a lot of it, of Everton fans, that was kind of like the um, nail in his coffin. Yeah. But he's been really good this year, so that's... He has, he has been really good, so I don't think it's too bad. No, I know. For, for Everton, but I know there are there are better players that for Everton that you could pick. Definitely. So on the same vein, I'm going to pick another Everton centre-back, and I'm going to pick Ben Godfrey. He is someone who has played well this season. Rather than Mike so, Keane. What is going on in your background? <laughs> There's some guys walking down the road <laughs> shouting. I don't know what the hell that was. Oh, this is going to be one of those times that that gets like him clipped up when <laughs> when we are like recording this in a really nice sound sound studio, and we have like proper <laughs> mics. Our own office. Oh, 100 percent. And we'll be like, oh my god, do you remember the time when we were doing it? And when the guy was outside, just like shouting and screaming and stuff. Um, I used to like, you know, the elephants go two by two, and I was like, "What?" I didn't ask for a rendition. Oh, I thought you were going to sing the okay. Torres bit. Okay. Was that was, no. was that the Torres song? That was the Torres. The Torres bounce. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one of I think. I mean, I don't really hear people talking about Ben Godfrey as signing of the season or kind of. The impact that he's had, but I think Ben Godfrey has been, I he is like yeah. surpassed any kind of expectation that I had for him. He's been mm. unreal. The way I think his first game for us was the derby. The derby the he did come on. To all, he did come on. And, he, and he came on and he looked okay. The one that we should have won, but okay. Well, I mean, should have, could have won. Should have, could have won. Season's sort of gone downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, of the four centre backs that. We've had. I think Ben Godfrey's probably got a higher ceiling. Stood out. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Yeah, it's weird because mm. this time last year we were all of the opinion that Mason Holgate was going to be our like starting centre back, and now he seems to be yeah. our, our like fourth choice, um, which is yeah. so it just kind of shows how just things can massively change in the space of a season. But I think what's made Ben Godfrey stand up more is that when we lost Dinya, yes. um. He kind of filled in at left back, and he was so good. He kind of mm. he didn't quite have the same attacking um, like impact that Dinya has, but the way he gets up and down the pitch is so good, and mm. he's become like an outlet for us there. And then when he moved into centre back, by um, the derby in particular, the Anfield one, when we had Holgate, Keane, and Godfrey, I thought Keane and Godfrey in that were. Out, they were outstanding and listen you, you didn't have much competition because we just seemed to be like Arsenal of the like late noughties just pass the ball around <laughs> hope something happens um, uh, it's just yeah anyway and yeah and yeah so I put him in and not really thought about where else I could have gone with this the one that's worrying me now is Arsenal because I can't think of any Arsenal players that I want to <laughs> add in this but, but Someone, so I'll go on to my next sure sentiment. yeah so it is obviously a Liverpool player, and it's not Phillips. No, it's not. It's a Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, what what can I say about him that hasn't already been said? Before he obviously got injured. Yeah. He was the best centre back in the world. Do you think that? And again, this is not a slight on Virgil Van Dijk. I do think he's the best centre back in the world, quite comfortably mm. now as well. Even though he's he's been out injured for what six seven months. 
Um, yeah. Do you think he stands out so much because the lack of other top quality centre halves is so well? There aren't any really. Do you think if he was in the era of your like when Sergio Ramos was at, at his like peak, when there was Ferdinand, Terry, um, kind of a, like when um, Chiellini was doing his thing in Italy. Do you think if Van Dijk could have been playing then, do you think people would have called him out for being the best then? Or do you think that he would have been as good in any kind of... Oh, I think, I think there's no doubt he would have been as good in any era. I mean, he makes it look so easy. That's my thing with him, yes. Sometimes I watch him and he doesn't even look like he's bothered. He kind of will push off like like the centre forward, take the ball, and then pick out this like, 40-yard pass. And it seems mm-hmm. like that, and, he, and there was no effort. That was kind of like the standard thing. Yeah, it just yeah. he's he is really good. And I know people go, oh, but you made a mistake here. And but here everyone and makes here. mistakes. There's like, no footballer that doesn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, what makes me even just more angry is that when Martinez was at the, was at us, we could have signed him or a Ramiro Funes Mori and Roberto Martinez probably for Ramiro <laughs> Funes Mori and I don't understand what he was watching yeah but remember remember his, when he got sent off I do gotta remember that, I do though. I remember that yeah and, and he said you know with his fucking no, shit I know oh. anyway but yeah no I, I don't think there's any argument and I think that's why I'm also gonna pick him no there's not he's there. he is the best player in the Premier League arguably um, and he's the best player in the world the only thing that saved saved us is that Messi won the Ballon d'Or ahead of him, and I'm so happy. But no, but that would have been a thing for ages. Um, but yeah, he's in this team. You no know, we wouldn't, that. we wouldn't have won the Premier League. We wouldn't have won the Champions League without him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he like he's been the catalyst to take us from top four challenger to Champions. Yeah, he's he's one of those that. Challenges. Yeah, I can't think of such an immediate impact that one signing has had um mm. like him so yeah he's in without any shadow of a doubt so i've got leads like sorry, sorry again, go, then again i think you know like you said with uh michael Keane, he's, he's he never dips below a seven out of ten yeah. and there are matches uh where i think the other center back's been better like i'll think back to the Real Madrid Champions League final in 2018. I thought Lovren played absolutely amazing that day, but I couldn't. I couldn't look at Van Dijk and say, you know what, he's made a mistake. Yeah. But I just thought, you know. Yeah, but that's, that's what one I, of the, those things as well, where he makes the other person next to him ten times better. Um, oh yeah. I have heard an argument about him that Van Dijk does tend to give the hard part of being a centre back to the other person, and then he'll take all the glory. Of just like covering up and doing all like the easy stuff that looks good. Um, yeah, but you've got to have you've got to have that in a sense back partnership. You've got to have one guy who's aggressive and on the front foot, and then one guy for sweep it up at the back. You know, you think about Ferdinand and Vidic. I mean, Vidic was overrated was anyway. That partnership's overrated. I disagree. With that. Oh, I, disagree. Um, I think they're very good. You know, John Terry wasn't a man who stepped out of the fence, was he? He was the man who. No, but I he's think he's the best centre back of the Premier League era. Well, no doubt about that, John Terry. John, I would, yeah, yep, yeah, probably. Yet yeah, again, this will be another episode topic where we'll cover this. But yeah, um, I think Van Dijk can do both of those things though. 
he can be the oh, one yeah, that covers can, yeah. and he can be, be the one that steps on with the ball. So yeah, easy pick. So I've done Leeds, uh, Chelsea and Liverpool and Everton. And Everton. Right? And Everton. Okay. Yeah, come on, you forgot your own team. I know. The go on, official left back. Kieran Tierney. It's a good pick. Tierney. Um, Tierney. Do you think he's the best left back in no, the league no, right now? No, right now. No. Did you not? Okay. No, I don't. I picked him because he's the only one of the Arsenal team that I think is worth going in the team. Fair. No, if I would. Me, no, I should, if you asked me a year ago, it'd have been Aubameyang head head of you know no no chance for any of the others. Yeah. But now, I just feel like he seems to have lost interest. Yeah, it's a weird one with him, isn't it? Um, it's it seems like after he signed his new contract. He's yeah, kind of yeah, bit, yeah. been like, well, I've got my future like um, sorted, tied up now for the next like what three years is it? Um, yeah, which is odd because because he, he didn't seem like that would make any difference. Yeah, he, he's had a really underwhelming season, but mm. I can the reason. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Kieran Tierney is a good defender. He's a good player. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I just don't think he is as good as. I'm going to say Andy Robertson. No, I know, but I, I was just asking in terms of, if you just look looking at this season, did you think that he's mm. had a better season than him? Do you think Tim's had a better season than Andy Robertson? Uh, I, I'd say he's had a stronger sort of second half. I think Andy Robertson's faded a lot in the second half of the season. Yeah. At the start of the season, I thought he was, Andy Robbo was, you know, carry on going, top of his game. But then I think he he's just looks absolutely knackered. Yeah. I mean, I'd throw all left back into the ring what? for the best left back Dinho. in the league. He is unbelievable. Luca Dini is just, I mean, man. He, I'm, I'm not saying he's a good player as well. Yeah. I mean, when he's not on the pitch for us, we just have no kind of intent on the left hand side. That whole part of the pitch just becomes an absolute waste of time for us. Um, mm. But when he's there, it kind of opens up this new avenue. Um, and so much happens and we make so many goals goals because of him um, and when Leighton Baines left or not left but retired retired yeah we were all thinking how are we gonna get anyone to come and fill his berth at left back because if my money and again I know that Arsenal and Chelsea fans will say otherwise but I think Leighton Baines has been the left, best left back in the Premier League era He's just unbelievable. I mean, he can do mm-hmm. everything. Um, and there was like a stat going around, I think, where in the period from 2010 to 2020, there were only four players that have more assists or have made more goal-scoring opportunities than Leighton Baines, which is just yeah. mad. So in th- Leighton Baines, I mean, I feel disappointed for him because I feel like he deserved more yeah, from his career. Um, yeah. He was let down by having a bad Everton team. Yeah, I mean, there are so many people in our team who should have won more than what they did. And again, you can then make the case, well, if they were that good, why didn't they win? You know I, think? Um, I mean, yeah, there were so many players in that Everton team that I just feel sorry for because they... they like, I don't think any player should win anything because if you win something then then you've earned it but there are some mm. footballers that you look at and like he definitely deserved to win like a league cup or something just just that yeah um but yeah i think tain is a 
good shout. And I think I'm also going to go with Kieran Tierney. So we're going back to back same picks. I think <laughs> back to back same picks. I was tempted to put Matt Target in there. So I think Matt Target's a really good yeah, left done, back. He's done. He's done well this season. I thought he was, um, you know, not going to go to anything once he left uh, Southampton because he didn't really impress there. But he's he's done well at Southampton. Yeah, uh, Villa. Even. And I think he's helped um, one of my picks maybe going forward in this. I think he's helped Jack yeah. Jack Grealish look even better. Oh man, of course. Because about Jack Grealish. Grealish. <laughs> because. He's given that width to the left-hand side, so that means that he can come mm. in field and do whatever he wants. So I was tempted to put my target in, but yeah, I can't argue with Kieran Tierney. Not that he's not really good and that he should be in here anyway, but yeah, the lack of other Arsenal um, players that I could put in here, I don't think there's anyone else that I'd want in here for that. So mm. yeah, I'm yeah, going to go Kieran Tierney. Um, what right. formation are we doing? Are we doing 4-3-3? Three, three? Well, no, I've, I've gone for 4-3-3. Three, three. Okay, I'll. You can pick whichever formation. No, I'll mirror that. I, I can back a four-three-three. Um, so who's your first pick in? Midfield? I mean, it has to be the best player in the Premier League, in my opinion, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, what Sigurdsson? Okay, no, Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, again, he's one of those picks like a Van Dyke where. Yeah. I mean, it picks himself. Yeah, he's it's just it's what he's just a you know he kicks the ball and he just goes to where he wants it to pretty much every time. The matter where it's long, short. Yes, some of the passes that I've seen him make on a pitch, I'm like, how have you even seen that? I don't know how you've yeah. even seen where the player is. The only thing that sometimes I think about with him, and again, I think he's probably the best player in the Premier League, probably top five in the world. Um, yeah. I wonder in the big games, does he really influence them enough? Um Again, that's probably being harsh, but I just look look at some of those really big games that like City have, hmm. and I just don't know. I want him to like take those games by the like scruff of the neck, and him to just say, "I'm the best player on this pitch, and I'm going to show everyone why." It's so, like the yeah. Leon game in the Champions League last season. I don't yeah, know. I, I again, I'm probably being really harsh, but that's what happens yeah. when you are as good as him. People will try and pick out the tiniest faults, yeah. but again, um, I don't. He is just like an outstanding footballer, and you yeah. watch him in the games of Belgium as well. He's the mm. best player in that t- team comfortably too. So, yeah, I think Kevin De Bruyne is a nut again. So I'm gonna for the third pick in a row. I'm gonna also pick <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne because again, you can't so, argue with that really. No, you can't. You can't. So now, centre defensive sort of mid in the the three. Yeah. Is going to be Thomas Sochak, just because he's a he's a madman when it comes to corners and scoring. Uh, okay, I know what I've done, and okay, also because I couldn't think of any other West Ham players I'd want. Yeah, so what I was gonna do is I was gonna pick. Can I change actually then? If well, yeah, you can change what you're if we're allowed. I am gonna no 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 you can't no you can't. Okay, I'm gonna put Aaron Cresswell at left back. Right. Okay. And that means my next pick, and again, while we're on him... Granite Xhaka. While we're on Aaron <laughs> Cresswell, I think he's one of those left-backs. I think he's for, underrated. Yeah. The, for a period of time, I think, when Leighton Baines was getting to the end of his like England career, I can't think of mm. there was any kind of left-backs. I guess it was maybe him and Danny Rose, wasn't it? Who were like, fighting out for that left-back spot. And then, and then when actually Young... 
kind of moved back into that left-back spot. Aaron Cresswell again, like, fell down the pecking order. But I think he's been one of those, like, solid Premier League footballers that is just a really good footballer. And this season, he seems to have um, kind of uh, come back to those levels that he was playing at um, yeah. when he was at the peak at West Ham. So I think there's no harm in me putting him on left back, and he'll definitely. And again, another, I'm another um, scouse lad. I don't think I'll have any of those in this team. So go on, I'll chuck him in the left back. Which means my other centre midfield pick, I'm going to pick Thomas Party. Or Party. Arsenal. Yeah, it's more because I was going to put Declan Rice in, but I've had arguments mm. about how. <laughs> Massively overrated Declan Rice is, and the more time goes on, I have to say he's impressed. Hey, that's what I was just this season. gonna say. Yeah, like last season, I said no, he's he's not, he's just you know nothing special. Yeah. But he, he's he's just won me over a bit more. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I was gonna say. That um, I've had arguments with so many. Stam fans about I don't understand what the big hype is he's a good technical footballer and mm. he passes the ball well but he looked like every other midfielder in the Premier League but yeah the more the time goes on the more that opinion is looking really really stupid so I don't want to yeah. put him in because just for that um, spiteful reason but <laughs> so that's why he probably should be in this but I'm not going to pick him which is harsh but I plum. Plumped, is Thomas that the word? Party. Yeah, plumped for Thomas Part, just more because of his time at Let's Go. And I don't think he's really had what the kind of mm. inconsistency. Those... Yeah, exactly. that's, that, that would be the reason why I didn't put yeah, him in. Again, yeah, again, it's more because there's not many other Arsenal players that I'd put in this. And I have faith that Thomas Party will do well at Arsenal. And from what I've seen of him in Spain, he's been really good. So yeah, I'll... Chuck him I, in as my I saw him. Midfielder. I saw him against us in the Atletico match before lockdown, mm-hmm. and he he did break up the play, but I wouldn't say he was his passing was anything special. He, he was very good at you know reading the game and breaking up play. That's all I'd say about him. Yeah, um, from that one, I know I'm judging him from one game. That's maybe unfair. Yeah, it's it, he's one of those picks that is more because it's more out of, like, out of the necessity rather than I want to pick him but um, yeah I'm judging him more on his form in Spain where he was a solid like holder and then he also yeah. had a license in some games to get forward and he carries the ball really well so that's why I've got him in so I'm hoping that he plays like he did in Spain not like he and again, I'm the manager, so I'll give him license to carry the ball forward. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, so what teams have I got left? Just because I'm not writing any um, any of these down. I think you've got United, Tottenham, Leicester, Villa. and Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Yeah. Mm, yeah that makes sense. Okay. Who? So, okay. Who's your next pick? So I mean, there only has to be one player from United you have to pick, and it's Fernandez. Okay. Because he is sort of, I wouldn't go far as say he's the Van Dyke. He's like Van Dyke was to us. Yeah. But he's sort of moving. He's moved them up at a level. Yeah, he's. Uh, I remember when they signed him. I'd not seen if at all anything. I hadn't seen that 
much of him in, thinking, in oh, Portugal. I've seen a bit of him, and I was just like, this guy just shoots from outside the box, shoots no matter where from. It'd be like Lampard. <laughs> I mean, he's one of those where, again, I don't watch the United them enough to know, know exactly what, what <laughs> to know exactly what they needed, but he just seemed like one of those footballers that was really highly thought of. United, United thought, yeah, we've got to spare like fifty million, whatever, line about, sure. And I'm not mm. sure, and I think this signing has worked out more because of how good Fernandez is, not because he fits yes. into the system of how United play. But but again, yeah. whether that that doesn't really mean, I think um, he's been the best footballer in terms of the performances in the last what twelve, 12 months. months yeah. Um, and yeah, I I feel like he scores against us every game. Uh, every game he scores against us. So, I will say I do think he can go missing in big games. Uh, again, it's what some obviously he went you know missing at the Anfield game for us, but then when scored the winning free kick in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, but uh, is that just because of the quality of the kind of um, stoppers on the pitch that all the big teams have? I mean, I get that point, but it, but it's like how what I was saying for KDB, where I think picking out individual games where he's not done really well is probably harsh, because you True. can then pick out 10, 20, 30 other games where he's played really well. But yeah, I think what he needs is a big get the big kind of like the performance in a big game where he can then put that like issue to bed he also needs better players around him in, well I hope they don't but you know uh, it's just that the midfield of what defence is shit yeah. at United yeah I mean Maguire is fucking but you say that though but every game I watch he's him in consistent Harry Maguire that very well may be the case but whenever I watch him he's good he never does anything really well he never, just, never does anything really badly he's just solid um but again, we're kind of getting off topic about yeah, Harry Maguire. Yeah, yeah. Um, that midfield of what Fred Pogba and the Fernandez seems like it could get overrun or like bullied so easily, just because they're all very technical. But it seems to be working for them. Um, whether that will last, maybe. But um, but yeah, I have no issues with you putting the Fernandez in there. I think it's a good yeah. pick. I'm who's your pick for the first time in four picks. I'm not gonna pick your pick. Well, you changed. Oh, your I did change my Peter Party. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm going to go with Yuri Tielemans. Good shout from Leicester. Good I was shout. tempted to put Wilfred Ndidi in there, mm. which would have let me put in other players, but I can't change again. So I'm going to put Yuri Tielemans in there more because I just think he's really good. Um, he is. He is really he's good. just he gets up and down the pitch really, really well. He's um, he's been scoring a bit. Um, more lately, whether that's because I've I've seen him sort of score two goals, and I've just gone, yep, he's a goal scorer now. But yeah, he just he just seems to be everywhere. And when he was at Monaco and he got signed from Anderlecht, it was one of those kind of like signings that yeah, okay, that makes sense. He's a young talent in Belgium. He's not gone to one of the major leagues yet, um, and he's, mm. and he's kind of gone to one of those like um, stepping stone leagues, like a f- French league. And again, I didn't watch a lot of him at Monaco, but it seems like it didn't quite work out from there. For what yes. reason why, I'm not sure. But him at Leicester, and especially under Rodgers in the past, what, year, 18 months, he's been so good. Um, 
Yes. And yeah, I mean, there's not really much more to say about him. I think how old is he now? What twenty four maybe? Um, Somewhere like that, yeah. Somewhere like so that. he's not even reached his like M ceiling yet, like what he could be. So Yuri Tielmans is twenty three. So there you go. Um, so yeah, he's got so many years ahead of him. Whether that will, will be taking Leicester um, and keeping them in the Champions League every year, or whether one of the so-called like really big teams will come in, in for him, I don't know. But yeah, that midfield that I have of Party, KDB, and Yuri Tielmans. Woo! That is a Champions League midfield I mean, right there. Mine's a bit of a, mine's a bit of a luxury midfield. Yours is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. Tujo Tolder Suchek. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna win. <laughs> this midfield beats that one, I think. Anyway, um, okay, on to your front f- oh. three. Who's your first so this pick? Where I came a bit uh, stuck because I realised, oh shit, I've got no one from. Uh, Leeds left, so I've gone for Rafinha on the right wing. For he's, but I remember watching him really early on, and I was like, yeah, I mean, he's he's got all of the like the fancy footwork and the nice like flicks mm. and stuff. But what does he actually do? But then uh, I started to get a few goals recently. Yeah, well, he scored against us home and away, and in the game that we played at Leeds, he was so good. He yeah. was the he get the ball and beat like four or five of our players again again it's not hard but he just looked like um he perfectly suits what premier league is, is um all about yeah. like he's fast direct i can use both feet i think yeah yeah he'll be off yeah. he'll be out of the leads i imagine i imagine one of the big big teams will be in for him sooner rather, I rather than taking later ourselves. i know we've been linked with them really terms. yeah i mean yeah, yeah. Just to supplement the the front three. three. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, well, sorry, the front four now with Jata. Yeah. It was either record signing or is that? Um, uh, I'm not sure. But it'll be yeah. I think he's done really good leads, and I imagine he'll be um, up there for their player of this season. Um, this yeah. Should, I mean, so yeah. Pat- Patrick Bamford, I'd say he's probably there. Yeah, Patrick Bamford. And I, oh man, I'm so happy for Patrick Bamford. More because he's yeah. one of those one of those people that I said years ago that he'll be really good and then hmm. when he was like I'm on in a palace and doing nothing I was like oh well that's another one of my shouts that it's just an absolute howler but um, <laughs> but yeah I'm so happy for him and I can't believe he didn't get in the England squad but I can because anyway um, but yeah I, I've, I can't argue with that um about yourself. So on my right hand side, I'm going to pick my Manchester United player, and I'm going to go with the next Prime Minister and the next Labour of the Labour oh, Labour Party. Feeding hungry kids and feeding goals at Manchester United. <laughs> Marcus yeah. Rashford, MBE. Um, yeah, I can't argue with that. He seems like a decent guy. I think why I don't think Marcus Rashford is better than he is is more because I expect him to be really good and then when he's scoring like what 13 goals a season and like 7-8 assists that's a solid Hmm. season and he's done really well but I think my expectation for him is so high that it probably means I don't think he's as good good as he is but yeah Um, the only thing I would say against him is he isn't a finisher yeah you don't 
you don't you know if he's got the ball in the box there's a 50-50 chance he'll score sure whereas when you get when you get other players in the box like a uh, Harry Kane or or you know, when you know Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen were in the box going back even further, Andy Cole. Yeah. You knew the ball nine times out of ten was going in the back of the net. Sure. You don't get that feeling with Rashford. Yeah. Well, again, I picked him also because looking at the pace of my forward line, we need somebody who's who at least has <laughs> some and can move more than like four or five miles an hour. Um, so yeah. I needed to have some <laughs> legs up there and I needed it badly and also I've just noticed that I've got an old English forward line it's not nice oh, I, can, um, I, can guess, I can guess who your, your strikers can yeah. be it's the same as mine because yeah, it's yeah. Harry Kane yeah. and the point that yeah. you made then where it was like he doesn't score that often he doesn't need to the man that we've got in our teams will score all the goals that yeah. I need so I mean yeah, Harry Kane is uh, yeah. and I heard someone call him more of a like um, Ronaldo than he's a Messi in the sense that when Harry Kane was like a Foden age or like a mm. or like a Saka age, nobody thought that he'd be anywhere near as good. And yeah, he's just... Oh, I, every time I watch him and I think he's as good as, as he's going to be, he'll do something and I'll be like, wow. He's, mm. He... I mean, is he the best striker in the world? Or is that still the... the Polish sensation banging him in for buying. I mean, Lewandowski's different breed, isn't he? Yeah, but the then again, that I would I would say the only thing I would say with Lewandowski is he's won everything. Harry Kane has won nothing. Is that because do you think Harry Kane really likes Tottenham and he wants them yeah, to do well? I think he or wants to, I think he wants to. Or do you think Definitely. it's because Harry Kane is scared of leaving Tottenham and not being as good as he is? somewhere else and not and not wanting to fail in testing himself being like a top top team so like a Real or like a United or someone I can see I can see that because I think sometimes we forget that we have this we have this like football manager kind of like um, idealised scenario for where a footballer should end up and maybe Harry Kane he's just had his what his fourth kid or his third kid I think Harry Kane is just happy living in London. His family is settled there. He's mm-hmm. obviously happy there. Um, I don't know whether he wants... I mean, listen, I imagine he wants to win things and show people that he is the best. But I think maybe yeah. his priorities are him being happy and his family being happy. So maybe he's just content of being at Spurs. Again, I don't know him, so I don't know he what may. his... like what he wants but it's I think this summer is going to be the last summer where he can yeah, yeah he can move move somewhere but I don't I don't know where he goes there now the Spanish clubs can't afford no, it I imagine it'll be City right City is the only place I think that can afford that would be frightening if they got Harry Kane jeez mm. I mean Aguero's going isn't yeah. it yeah so that would be what do you think they'd, they'd sign Kane over over at Haaland uh, don't know. Don't know about that. <laughs> it's a hard one because when you get Holland, you get in a player who's going to be at the top for the next what ten years at least. Yeah, but then and Harry Kane, you're just going to get him being the best right now. But that's that. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, but I think City can probably sign them both. 
True. Um, that's how much like financial backing they have. That they get probably some both of them. I think what you're getting with Harry Kane is is guaranteed goals right now, and with yeah. um, Harlan, doesn't need to adapt to league. Yeah, exactly. You're you're kind of guaranteeing what twenty five, thirty goals easy. Whereas with with, mm. with Haaland, you're you're not gambling on him, but you're hoping that he can replicate the form that he's um, in now in the Premier League. Because like, let's let's face it, the Bundesliga as good as Bayern and Dortmund are, I'm not sure the level in the Bundesliga is anywhere near the level of the Premier League. No. So whether they can tr- translate also, that over. I also think you know, German clubs tend to play more decent football than a lot of English clubs. Think so. What 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 not they don't the... play the long ball right. you know, rough and tumble, Sam Allardyce type right. football. You know. But do you think the standard is higher here than is in Germany though? In terms of like yeah, level of so. football. Yeah. I would say so. When you get to the near the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I mean, you know, you look at Tiago, Tiago said that, you know, I don't think he he wasn't expecting as much long ball football <laughs> in the Premier League. But I don't think think there's anything wrong though with that. If it works it and works, you it works. win games, yeah. then what's the problem? I think yeah. Anyway, um, you know, football is an ent- entertainment as well. Is it? Yes. I. You have to entertain the people. I, I feel. If you're winning, I understand you have to win. I think, but you also, you know, you're never going to get new. No, but I think Burnley fans are taking the fact that their football team is not an enjoyable team to watch, but they're in the Premier League every year. Would know. you rather win like League Two by playing this like expansive, like nice football, or would you rather win like ten games every year in the Premier League? It depends what you want. Those are f- yeah. fun, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so again, I've got Harry Kane as well because again, like your Van Dykes or you or you Kitty Bees, it's kind of one of the he. The way that you like make up this whole team is picking Kane, him, and Van Dijk first, and then you pick yeah. around that. Um, so yeah, he's a dead set starter. So your last pick. So I have a Chelsea, and oh, are you going to go I've for? I've gone for Pulisic. Fair, yeah. Again, I can't argue with that. That's yeah. He was really good. Was it the back end of last year, or yeah. was it the start? Of this year, he, he was, was he he was really really good. Um, he was, and I remember when he came on against us. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And he just took Joe Gomez and Trent to the cleaners. <laughs> yeah, I. Th- and I mean, I mean, I mean, I think all of our players were already, you know, fucking lifting the Premier League trophy and imagining uh, getting the medal. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. He's not being used at Chelsea as well. No, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because he was really good last year, and he came from Dortmund with this like Della reputation. Um, mm. And then at the back end, you kind of start to see the footballer that everyone thought that he was going to be. And then it kind of seemed over the summer when they signed what Ziyech and Werner and Havertz, he's kind of dropped down the pecking order, which is really harsh because. The thing is, I think like you, like you said about uh, United signing Fernandez. I think Chelsea just signed Definitely. Burner because they could, yeah. and they didn't really need him no. because they've got a player who I think is better. Yeah, 
but it, and it fits their system better yeah. in Pulisic. Yeah, but that's classic Chelsea, isn't it? Just signing someone. Yeah. I remember um, in their peak like spending years, what was it, like the late noughties to the early 2010s, they would sign really good, like young, talented footballers so that other teams didn't sign them. And then they would just like stock up on 40 or 50 from the world's best talent, knowing that, well, if, if they don't have them, then... Which is such yeah. like a stupid way to operate because now you've got like in Gail Kakuta playing. I don't even know where he is now. Um, yeah. be, it seems like they um, talked back into that kind of a policy where they were like, Havertz, yeah, here's 70 million. <laughs> Werner, yeah, here's 50. Also, it helps now that they've got a manager rather than, you know, I know. a player, I st- a former player who did well. I don't. To be fair, I don't think that Frank Lampard did a really bad job there. I thought he was just fine. I don't think he yeah, did a, exactly. He but, he didn't do like a really bad job, and he wasn't a really good job. It was just yeah, okay, he's solid. Um, I I agree. I think the job came far too soon for him. Yeah, what well, and he sh- should have done like a um what um Stevie did. Should, yeah, I think he, you know Gerard has been quite sensible about it he's not sort of gone oh after one year if Liverpool if not that we would have come calling you know he I don't think he would have gone yes I will jump at a chance of being Liverpool I think Lampard would have benefited from another year or two at Derby, Derby. yeah go to go to another league learn a bit more yeah I don't think I don't think Gerard should come straight from Rangers to Liverpool no but that narrative kind of gets talked about all the time and it's so mm. boring you've got the best manager in the world right now what are you doing talking about your future manager for yeah it's weird um, also but I, well, I I was having a discussion with someone I can't remember if it was a work or with one of my other friends it was like do you think that Gerard would go abroad and do well well that's a good question um, I can't I mean there's no evidence based on what he's done so far that he couldn't do really well somewhere else. Um, but I just don't see him settling in a foreign country. Yeah, I mean, he'd have to really work hard at learning the language, though, I think. Hmm. Um, because I think nowadays it's just, it makes your life so much easier. If you can, yeah. like, if you, if you can like, get your ideas over to them in their own language. Or, cause I think, who was the last really successful English manager in, like, say, Spain. Was it Bobby, Bobby Robson, Robson, maybe? So Bobby Robson. Yeah. So, um, again, it'd be really interesting to see if he did do that. Say, take up, like, a like a um, Sevilla thing or something. So your last yes. pick was Christian Pulisic. Yes. Who is yours? I'm trying to think of the team that you've got. So I think... That's left? I think it's Aston Villa, hopefully. Yes, yes. That, yeah. And again, there's only one player at Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, Bertrand Traorit now. Um, <laughs> I mean, the guy beat up Birmingham fans. Um, not not physically, <laughs> but by like scoring the winners in derbies. Um, mm. And he plays with his socks down. He mm. does things in, in his private life that are just outrageous. Um, on the left-hand side, I'm going to go with Jack Grealish, yeah. if I can. Yeah, he's been... If he hadn't got injured, what was it? 
three or four weeks ago, and he'd kept on in the same current like level of form. He'd have been my player this season, I think. I just think he's an, oh, he's so good. I just love I him agree, so much. Um, I agree, he's been fantastic. Yeah, and the conversation about who's that best, like, um, in the England team again, like between him and Foden and Madison or Mount. He's I mean, no, no, no. Madison and Mount don't enter the enter the conversation for me. But like, he is so far ahead of those players right now. He's just oh, I oh, man. He's the so, ball just seems to stick to his foot. As he's well. ridiculous. Yeah, he's, uh, he's so good. Um, and I think what's different between him and Kane, if you want to look at two footballers who have stayed with like their local teams, I guess maybe less of a Harry Kane, because hmm. I'm not sure how big of a Spurs fan he is. Again, p- people at home feel free to tell me that I'm totally wrong on that. But it seems like he's one of those kind of like. I mean, not in the same mould as Gerard, but he wanted to stay at Aston Villa because he would rather do well with them than go to, say, like a Tottenham. That'd be like oh, one, yeah. one of many. Um, having said that, I imagine he will be off, though, in the near future because he just he, he has to go. He can't stay at Aston Villa forever. He can't. He's always had the, he's always had the potential, and then I've always been, when I've watched him, disappointed, maybe. Yeah. And then this season, it's sort of he's sort of clicked for him. Yeah, and he's definitely. I think he might be that kind of um, standout of the new kind of age of really good players in, in the Premier League that they haven't necessarily come via the normal route of being in like a really good um, academy as a kid mm. and then making it in, in the first team. There's a lot of really good again British talent. That, that has come from being in the lower leagues and working their way into the team. Again, he was at Aston Villa and they got like a massive team, but in the sense that he was, he got his like first team games really and he got to the level he was at playing with Villa in the championship. And then you've got mm-hmm. players like Dominic Calvert-Lewin was at Sheffield United, um, Ben Godfrey was at York and then Norwich. Um, Andy Robertson was at Hull playing in the championship yep. and then moved on. Um, and then James Madison again. James Madison was at Coventry, was he first? Coventry, and then, then he went to Norwich. Norwich. Um, Maguire was at Sheffield United and then Leicester. Hull. Hull as well, there you go. Um, so again, I think it's nice that for a lot of those young footballers that who at what, 14, get told that they aren't good enough. There's definitely an avenue for them to make their way in the game. But yeah, overall, I'm very happy with my team. And I think my team probably yeah. just, just edges your team, I think. All right, yeah. Yeah, you say that. you say that, wouldn't you? Your midfield is going to no chance. It's all about the... They all want to the, to the ball. There's no kind of, like, holding player there. Um, Sorry, just send so in there. <laughs> and you'll fucking knock a few heads together. Um, but yeah, good. I enjoyed that. So the final segment, the final part of the pod, will be um, we should really come up with like a, with like a catchy name for this because I think it's going to be one of those on running segments. Um, Naughty's battleships is what the concept is. I don't know whether whether there's like a fun name in there at all, but for the time being, we'll just keep it with Naughty's battleships. Yeah. Right. Sounds good. So this week we are doing obscure nineties. 
footballers in the Premier oh, League. Nineties, noughties even. God, it's been a long day. <laughs> Obscure noughties footballers. So we have both written down five obscure footballers from the recesses of our minds so that's coming from all the fifas that we played all the match of the days all of the what was the um all the sticker books panini sticker books uh shootout cards uh what was um itv's version of match of the day called the premiership yeah the premiership it's a beautiful day yeah so i so i remember someone tried to convince me that they changed the lyrics of that to it's a beautiful game <laughs> did they really <laughs> i don't know if that's true that would be unbelievable to be did it's a beautiful game <laughs> it, 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 it's just somebody really badly like dubbing over the song <laughs> what a beautiful game um so we've both written down five footballers and mm-hmm. we're gonna get how many goes are guessing 15, them? 15 goes. Fi- so you are it. So buckle up because it's so going to be a lot. Obviously, you just make a tally chart of all your guesses. So who's going first? Are you might going first. You going first. Uh, do you know what? Um, I will let you go first. I'm going to go for Stan Lazaridis. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Hang on, that's one. Let me just make a tally. Yeah. Okay. Uh you have not sunk my I presume that was wrong very thin battleship because there's only five people on it so that is it unsuccessful guess unsuccessful I'm going to go with UC Yaskalainen well this was a quick game no it wasn't (laughs) I'm joking (laughs) that would have how good would that have been first time guess okay so I have not sunk any of your battleships. Okay. Sylvan Wilsort. You have not sunk any of my oh. battleships. You're gonna have to go more niche, mate. Doesn't that? More niche. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sort of in between Stan Lazaridis and Sylvan Wilsort. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. towards the Stan edge of things. Right. Okay. 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 I am going to go with Olivier Bernard. Oh, I remember Olivier Bernard. No. Got knocked out by um, the Newcastle winger, whose name I always forget. Scored an absolute unbe- unbelievable goal in the film goal that got robbed from him by what? Oh, Laurent Sandy- Robert. Laurent Robert, 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 that's the one. Yeah, yeah Laurent Robert. Okay, so I-, I guessed who? The Bernard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I imagine the listeners are absolutely riveted by this. <laughs> okay. Antoine Sibierski. What a great guess, but no. No, no. Um, Pedro Mendes. No? No. God, okay. By the fact you said uh, Pedro Mendes, I'm going to go for Ben Thatcher. (laughs) I fucking got it. I I knew knew if I said it that I was going to give him away. Ben Thatcher is not there. Ah, damn. I know, it was so close. Um... Antoine Sibierski, you said. I'm going to go with Sean Gota. Nope. Oh, man. We're doing a lot of City players. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Again, he's not really naughty, is he really, Sean Gota? He's more late 90s. Nah, he's but, a bit, bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke Chadwick. Oh, very good. But no, sadly not. So that's five down for me. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Matthew Etherington. 
No. Oh man. <laughs> With Joss, we could need a hundred guesses. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said limited to fifteen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So my next one is going to be Collins John. Oh, very good. He's not there because it's no. <laughs> there are so many plays. But yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> so many plays to go through. Um, I am going to select Ugo Dekiog. No. Oh man, this is why I think the next time we need to narrow it down. Right. Okay. Fair. Yeah, I, to, I do agree with you. Uh, this is going for blast from the the, the pass for West Brom. No. no. Uh. 2003, I think he was in the team. Yeah. Uh, James Chambers. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going to be on my list. I have no idea who that is. I, I hope he's an actual player. Let me <laughs> that sounds uh, like the most football manager, like free gen. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Was he a player? Okay. He was. Okay, I am going to go with... Um, he was at Charlton for... I get, I, I get, I don't know how long, but... Sean Bartlett. A very good guess, but no cigar. Really? Okay. No, you weren't close to any of them, but okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, c- can we maybe start limiting them to like I don't know the positions, maybe? Because oh, okay, come on. that's more than um, Have you got any goalkeepers in there? No, I've got no. Okay, goalkeepers. well, I haven't either. So that's goalkeepers. Okay. okay. Right. I think mm, three are strikers, one's a defender, and one's a midfielder. Okay, I've got. Two midfielders, one defender, one kind of attacking player, and then one striker. Um, Loma Lua Lua. Oh, very good. But sadly, no. Should we just make it 10 rather than Yeah, 15? okay, fine. We could be here all okay. day. We could be here all That's day. what I mean. It's just so hard because <laughs> there are so many players. Um, oh, it was really good. I'm going to go with Stelios Yanakopoulos. Ooh. No. I feel like your ones are, like, horrendously niche. And... Uh, one is, I'd say that. One is really, really... If you, if if he's the one you got, then, you know, we might as well call this, you know, you've won every week. Okay. Um, it, All right. It's, so it's my go, go isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's my go. Um... Two more goes, is it? Two more goes. Mark Cross. Oh, you say you haven't got a goalkeeper. Uh, Colin Cooper. No, but I was. I very nearly put him down. So that's on, Did you? Yeah, oh. I very nearly put him down. Um, I am going to pick. Let me just find out what his first name was. Janichi uh, Inamoto. No. Oh, man. No. Okay. The l- so this is my last, is my last guess. Yeah. Last pick. Oh, this would be oh, unbelievable. So choices. Get this. <laughs> so many choices. Um, but the, right. So you, so you'll have definitely heard of all of these. So yeah, I've got no doubt. I'll have heard of them yeah. all. Uh, unlike you know James Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who he is still. Alex Ray. Would you believe it? The very last guess. You still haven't got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he does look very similar to one of the players that I have. So, I mean... Was it Lee Hughes? No, it's not Lee Hughes. <laughs> um, 
my last guess, I am going to go with Lee Hendry. No. Oh, man, okay. No, so we both failed there. Well which is which is why yeah. we need to narrow it down, because we could literally have said yeah. anybody there. Um, okay. All right. Am I going to go through my yeah. five, then you're going to go through your... So, first one is uh, Gregory Vignard. Oh, good. Who was it? Who was it? Portsmouth. Liverpool as well. Oh, was he Liverpool? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Portsmouth. Oh. Then, uh, then uh, Middlesbrough legends, uh, Massimo Macaroni. Good, yeah. Good. Uh, Leeds player, Eric Backer. Yeah, good. That was the one I thought you're not going to get. Yeah, that was good, yeah. That was like, uh, then these two are a bit more well-known, I think. Uh, Jeremy Adelier. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm, okay. And uh, the Colombian goal-scoring sensation that is Pablo Angel. Oh, I love Pablo Pablo Angel as well. Come on. Okay. Very good. I'm never going to get those. Um, (laughs) Top of my list was Norwich powerhouse Damien Francis. (laughs) Um, Next, Watford legend Gavin Marn. Jesus. Um. The next player might have my favourite nickname in football of all time. Um, cool. One size. Fits all. Yep. God damn it. Um, another Portsmouth player. Um, was there. Boy Primus. <laughs> well, he was there in the season that they stayed up under Terry Redknapp when Pedro Mendes got that last minute volley. And it kind of like sparked the um, Matthew uptake. Taylor. It doesn't. It, he was some alone, and his name is Andres Delessandro. Oh, Delessandro, yeah. Oh. And then my last one. I think he came third one year in the Golden Boot. Played for Southampton. The only player from Marion Farhouse. Yes, I knew as I said that <laughs> he'd get it. Yep. Oh. So there we go. Um, that is a flavor of what the noughties um what's it called the game Naughty's battleship, battleship. I, told, I, I, I forgot the name then um what about naughty battleship naughty yeah naughty little game of yeah, battleships exactly. um yeah so that was kind of like a flavor of it uh the next time we do it it'll be a lot easier because that was just we could have been here for another hour and not guessed any of that <laughs> so um I mean, I definitely would never have guessed uh, your first. Uh, what Damien Francis and Gavin Marn? <laughs> no. um, okay. Have. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that, man. That was a good yeah, first so football podcast. Um, it so, was. So tune in next time for a football one where it'll be more. Yeah. Well, not more naughty's based, I think, because the the team was very present. It, that's the point. Yes. Yeah. So next time we'll do a more naughty <laughs> one. We will. Um, but yeah, it was good to go from all the way to a um, Swiss watchmaker mm. all the way up until all, all, all the way up to a Scottish man scoring a head kick so you know wide Indeed. reaching part of yeah there we go it's all good so yeah um, again we still don't have an outro for this so mm. we'll just keep calling and then the thing will I mean, surely the grandstand music music is still available since it's not being used in so long. Sure. <laughs> okay, well, that will start right now. Now. So now it's fading in, so catch everyone later. Yeah. 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 Yeah.